Hello everyone and welcome to Horrific Reviews. Hopefully uh, we're online and everything's working. Um, the idea of this segment is basically talk about movies, uh, books that don't necessarily come under our other segments. If you're new to the podcast, um, obviously we review everything horror. Uh, we look at books, games, uh, new releases, classics, uh, you name it. So for this one, um, this will be a mixture as well. Uh, we do live stream, we do pre-recorded videos, releases, and all that good stuff. So first time here, more than welcome. Um, do us a wee favor, just make sure you like and subscribe so you can keep up to date with all our stuff. And uh, welcome aboard. So um, basically off the back, we did a review of uh, the black telephone, or the black phone, um, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, this is the first of me coming across uh, Scott Derrickson and uh, seeing Ethan Hawke, so I thought I'd look back, see what they'd done. Uh, wasn't a f I'd seen the posters, you know, when you see a lot of horror movies, especially on Netflix and stuff, um, and you kind of advance over and all seems about the same way. So, kind of missed this when it first came out, and because I enjoyed uh, Black Phone so much, I thought I'd check him out. So, that's also uh, directed by Scott Derrickson and stars Ethan Hawke. Uh, funny enough as he stars in this uh, latest movie which I really enjoyed um, essentially the story is you've got uh, <clears throat> a true crime writer Alison Oswald um, moves into a house, takes his family, moves into a house turns out it's a place where a murder took place um, we'll see that actually at the very beginning almost like uh, found footage I think that's what put me off because whenever they first talked about it it was <laughs> found footage and I hate those movies. <laughs> I really don't like found footage ones. Um, I don't know, just something about them. I think, I think the way they get on when you've got a camera and this whole thing of you're running about with a camera and you're almost acting for it, it doesn't work. I don't think the two uh, things gel together very well. Now that's just my opinion. Like I never enjoyed the Blair Witch Project, uh, even the idea of it. I don't know what puts me out as an outsider, so to speak. But hey ho, you like what you like. You don't um, agree or disagree. That's the way of the world that's why there's so many different movies out there because not everybody uh likes the same thing for example if we did there would be like three movies and we'd all watch it and we'd all like them not be it no that's the end of entertainment whole idea of uh especially the horror genre being so wide reaching is it reaches different people for different things one thing i will say um i'm glad i didn't see these before the black phone because i think it would have put me off uh, well, you've got this Alice, uh, Oswald character. Um, he's a true crime writer. He had one major success uh, with a book, and it, uh, it basically made him infamous. And he got a bit of a reputation. So we see him arriving at the the property, and even the like the local sheriff's giving him the evil eyes and stuff. And you know why you're here, and you're disgusting, and all that kind of stuff. Takes me a minute to get on board, but bottom line is, um, he had this one success. He's had books since; they weren't as bad, but he's like chasing the dragon of fame, so to speak. You know, he wants to be a superstar as opposed to a creator, and that's uh, that's kind of the trap you fall into if you do that sort of thing. If you're chasing the likes and shares and all that kind of stuff, you can kind of lose yourself because the fame becomes more important than actually what you're creating. Yes, it can be frustrating, and trust me, this is a small channel, so know all about it. You like to see your work recognised, you like to 
know that at least if you're creating something and putting it out there, people appreciate it. Um, the thing is, they never said he wasn't successful. You know, I mean, his books weren't as successful as that this big hit he had. But does not happen to a lot of artists. You know, they get known for like music. They get known for one song, one book, one movie. That becomes their kind of catch-all, what they're known for. And they do other things, and they never hit that same level of success. But it doesn't mean they're not successful. They make money. The movies make money. The books make money, etc., etc. But there seems to be this notion of everything must be a hit. Everything must be number one. Now, business competitive, I can understand. Businesses all want to be number one. You know, and this kind of culture, you see this kind of corporate culture, which is destroying everything right now, because they must be the only thing. And making good product that's successful kind of goes by the wayside. So this is what we kind of get from this character. You know, he's... Unless he's getting the adulation of crowds or anything else, you know, he's not satisfied. And you even get people having to dig at him throughout the movie of, oh, you're, yeah, your second-rate books on blah, 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 bookshelves. Well, he's a writer. He's getting books on bookshelves. People are buying them. People know him, so what the hell, you know? Um, there's a scene where he's doing a signing in a small town. There's only a handful of people. Well, what do you expect? If you go to a village or a small town, you're not going to have hundreds of thousands of people there. So... It's kind of playing on that sort of thing of fame and that. Now, I don't know if the director means it that way or just trying to build the character up, you know, that he he feels if he's failed. But it becomes uh, an obsession where they write the next book and he has to be in the place where it happened. So this is where a, a family was hung and he's going to look like what he expects to achieve there, I don't know, because if it was investigated by police, house would have been cleaned out Um before selling it, there would have been uh, forensic cleaners. Uh, there, actually, that's something. Um, if you're into true crime, not look up look up forensic cleaners and some of the stories they have. Uh, pretty gruesome. Basically, they're a professional cleaning company that goes in after crime scenes, and you know, essentially sanitizes the place for someone else to be able to move in or use it again. And they have the least glamorous job in the whole lot, and. Uh, to be honest, that in some of their stories, uh, have God, there was a movie. Was it German? It was a European movie, uh, foreign language, and it was based on a settles. God, I should, I should really do a lot of notes. Here's the thing: I like to do things off the cuff. I'm terrible at sitting and reading off a script. I have a few notes just to keep myself right, but if you're expecting one of these people that just sits and blah 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 nah that's not me now, I might do audio reviews with a bit of graphics and stuff to do a bit more of that but it's not my style don't like it um, fair play to anybody can do that but yeah there's these two forensic scientists they're forensic cleaners and they come across this mythical creature really strange one um, god it was years ago I saw it worth looking at but anyway I'm going on the tangent again back to these guys so you've got uh, Allison, he's got his wife and his son and daughter, they all move into the house. Now, what it's kind of shown is the drasticness, like I said, there's nothing in reality, I know it needs to happen for the movie, but in reality there's no reason for this to happen, like why do you have to move your family about every time you're writing a book, like that's just lunacy, uprooting your entire family just to get a bit of research material, plus um, he's coming across the same as method actors, you know, those people have to live the part. And can't just turn up and be professional and do a good job. They have to like 
jump into the character for the time they're making the movie and it's a bit sad it's almost like they're more worried about projecting their character and their persona than an actual good product and this might feed into why he had that one success it might have been accidental and the rest of his stuff's subpar and he kind of knows it in the back of his head but he's going to these extremes to get there now as a character I don't like him he's a really unlikable character and seeing Ethan Hawke's other performances I know it's not him as the actor it's, he's portraying the character as put forward so he essentially have no sympathy for Allison. Um, he's actually a bit of an idiot to be honest <laughs> that's the plainest way to describe him like he, he is a bit of a moron how he's managed to keep a, like his wife and his family and stuff together the way if that's the way he is and he's so narcissistic um, is beyond all but here we have him he turns up at the house uh, brings the family now the family don't know at this point uh, what's happening and then this is where the plot kind of takes place he's searching around the house once again it's already been cleared out by police and forensics and done an investigation I don't know what he's hoping to find but sure enough because in the attic he finds a set of um, film canisters um, like old Super 8 type of footage and projector and reels and all that kind of stuff and they're each labelled home movies and everyone has a different uh, different title to it uh, really innocent looking titles uh, you've Pool Party 66 um, you've all different ones so it turns out uh, he finds us uh, I think he finds a scorpion or something he's like a there's an animal uh, scorpion that jumps at him up in the loft and then he finds us so he starts to watch these uh, movies and that's basically what happens he's doing his research and his research basically turns into him sitting in his office drinking and watching this footage now they drag this out for the whole this is the, the, the movie's very dragged out that's where I have a problem with it um, the kind of focus on him sitting now these movies are just short like they're off the murders basically of various murders that have happened so like pool party you see people tied to deck chairs and flipping rope pulls them into the pool and drowns them we don't see who it is behind the camera and that's uh, that's kind of the mystery if that makes sense but uh, didn't didn't get it wasn't feeling it because they may have felt, felt a lot dragged out um, I was getting the kind of Shining vibe if that makes sense you know um, Jack's play uh, God what do you call him Torrance yeah well it's Jack I was going to say it's not Jack Nicholson but Jack Torrance for sake um, yeah Jack's been a naughty boy and all that kind of stuff and so it's kind of getting a bit of a rip off of that vibe that he's losing his mind um, yeah so he watches these videos but for some reason it takes the entire movie like you do it at night they're only short uh, when it comes down to it it's not like it's super detailed or long things so why he has to move his entire family there and the whole idea is that they're living trying to this is supposed to go over a extended period of time. Um, yeah, the whole time thing was getting to me because I don't understand why they had to move there, spend so much time. He could have easily went to the house himself for a weekend, rented it out for a weekend. You know, it was it was for sale. He didn't have to buy the house. Like that was another extreme thing as well. Like buying the house, moving the family there, the right his book. Just that whole side of the plot just. Um, didn't sit well with me I can actually understand the village's reaction because it seemed to be a small town everybody knew each other 
crime doesn't happen, you know what I mean? Just like a few drunken scuffles, that sort of thing. The message, you know, it's the sort of place where police don't have too much to do, which here, we all wouldn't mind that, eh? A uh, bit of a quiet life. So they're kind of disgusted that they know who he is, and he comes in, and yeah, eventually this all comes out in the wash, you know, because the kids go to school, the other kids like pick on them, say, you're ghouls, you're this, you're that. Um, the wife finds out a big argument, but meanwhile he's sitting, getting hammered every night, you know what I mean? He's not even having a beer, it's like he's supping a bottle of whiskey almost every night, watching the same things over and over again. Like, for the point of the movie, is it's all dragged out, you know what I mean? Um, has the proper glasses to see every every one of the movies, every, each one shows a different murder. And this is kind of like um, Saw type stuff, you know, yeah, that's the only thing this franchise has got going. Um, is it the inventive kills? It's going to go the same as the Hostel, Saw, uh, Final Destination, all that kind of ones where they've busy nothing in terms of plot, but, you know, gruesome kills and more inventive ones. And that's kind of it. But eventually we come, he's doing research, he's talking to professors, all that kind of stuff. Really choppy. Uh the way to have the Zoom calls and the meetings and stuff, it's all all that's kind of choppy, they, they spend most of the time him sitting doing jump scares uh, some of the graphics in this, oh my word the, the actual graphics for the, like, I mean do a lot of jump scares, ghosts appearing and stuff um, yeah it was almost laughable, it, it was hard to take seriously uh, but cut to the chase, it all comes down, it's this pagan god uh that's supposed to be behind us and uh, it's almost like offerings you know we need videos or offerings and he gets into people's minds all that kind of stuff yada 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 um, Bagul uh, never even heard of it you know, it's obviously made up one uh, never heard of it it's supposed to be Nordic sort of demon entity I didn't really care if I'm honest uh, when it comes to this, I didn't, I didn't feel any great revolution. I knew it was going to be something, and to be honest, it was so loosely and badly described that I was just like, oh, okay, that's that's Bagulian. Okay, fine, that's a big bad behind us. Um, he gets involved with a deputy, which is another weird relationship because the deputy um, says he's a fan, knows his work, and then Alison basically treats him like shit, which. Uh, how do you get people to, if you treat people like crap and you're very dismissive of somebody who's offering their time and resources to help you out, how the hell do you expect them to like stay with you or continue to help? So it's a weird, uh, weird relationship in my uh, mind, you know, why do that? Like, I don't get that whole treating people like so. It's supposed to be this whole thing of fame that you get to a certain level. It's a very American thing, you know, maybe that's why me as a... Brit doesn't get it, but this whole um, you get to a certain level, so you can have people basically bend over for you, you know, and bow down before you every move. Um, it's very, very strange, you know, that kind of mentality, and you kind of see it with creatives and anyone that gets a bit of um, gets a bit of fame or you know gets up a ladder, but all of a sudden their nose disappears up the air and things look up, look down at everybody, which once again I don't get. It's just. It puts me, you know, what I mean, it turns me off. If you want me to invest in a character and the tragedy of uh, what they're up against, 
or to feel any sort of compassion towards him, then at least give him redeeming qualities. This guy had none. You know what I mean? He wasn't a likeable person. He was up his own arse. He was chasing fame. And he's very weak-minded. So he's going through this. He's supposed to have done, I mean, true crime, investigations, not yet he seems to fall apart. Now, they tried to hint at some sort of backstory why, but to be honest, I glossed, I just glazed over when they were going through it. Um, apparently something happened with his main book, and he got a bit... Uh, Went over the edge with it, but to be honest, it was so badly done, I didn't care what it was about. You know, I mean, you had the fake fight with having the wife, all that kind of stuff, but you just didn't feel it. You know, I mean, you didn't feel any emotion with the family. You know, I mean, he, they were just like pawns to him or tools or just something he felt he had to do, and that's never good. You know, when you don't feel any chemistry with the, the husband and wife and stuff and the kids, and that, you know, it's. Uh, weird but anyway um, it all turns out they're they're carrying this stuff you know I mean carrying out the investigations and stuff lots of jump scares and woos and wahs and honestly you're just gonna would you get to that bloody point you know no Lem movies where you're just like you almost want to fast forward just to get to the end to see what happens because it's just uh, it's uh, just tedious um, Maybe if you don't watch horror movies a lot, this is dead on. But if you watch a lot of horror movies, then a bit of a snore fest, you know what I mean? You're just going through the motions, which, yeah, whatever, you know what I mean? I just, uh, I do struggle. But the deputy, um, despite Alison treating him like absolute crap, he goes and does a lot of research. What I find strange as well is he sees the pattern uh, what happens, I'm trying not to give too many spoilers, you know I mean, if you want to go check it out for yourself but he sees the pattern and he just tells Alison and doesn't report it up a chain so he does all this research he's a police officer and he doesn't feel like um, actually telling his bosses that there's potentially uh, especially when they're looking at this that there's a connection between the serial killers it's a serial killer, you know, in real terms not supernatural terms and something could happen nah just just rings it you know I mean? it's a jump scare oh here's what's going to happen your life's in danger turns out that if you're in the house stuff happens to you then you move house that's when you get into you know get into bother and yeah um i was more interested just to see how it played out rather than actually having any investment uh really was a tricky one so Turns out, yep. Goes the move, the move out of the house, like the sell up a house really quickly. Like first start, if you're buying property, you're always at a loss unless you're going to stay there for a while. So that whole fantasy of oh, I'm just going to buy a house and move, going to buy another house and move. Like they've just had an argument about uprooting the family, but he gets you know, he puts his family in danger. Like if you're investigating that and you're looking for other things, you don't bring your family into it. Just I find that a bit weird. Anyway, like I said, that, that was my major issue with this whole thing. Just this guy so narcissistic and cha- chasing fame, and his family just get dragged along with him, and there's no need he could have w- moved for a couple of weeks. But then again, the plot—it's a bit overconvoluted. Let's just put it like that. Plot's a bit overconvoluted for what happens, but 
the move and then the whole thing comes in to, you know, Preston the Bagul carries out his, uh, his, uh, what do you call it, an axe's ritual, so to speak, and we see it happen to the next family, and it's like, nah, I just, yeah, yeah, I'm just kind of struggling how to put this. Like I said, I don't want to give away spoilers and stuff, you know, and ruin the movie if you want to watch it and make your own opinion. But essentially, what comes to be affects our family. We kind of see it play out. And, yeah, that's it. Kind of ends there. What I was surprised, actually. Um, yeah, that's the kind of end of that movie. Um, wasn't impressed by it. Like I said, I think it was overcomplicated for what it needed to be. Now, apparently Derrickson was, um, he was kind of inspired by The Ring, which I can kind of see through, instead of using videos, he uses real, you know, uh, uses film reel and projector instead of videotape. But he's really, he's trying to make something super complicated here and trying to give it depth, but in the end, didn't really play off. They spent too much time with Allison sort of losing his mind, if that makes sense where they could have delved into the sort of lore and investigation um, behind it and it could have played out with him going to the place staying for a while and moving back home it would have actually could have actually played out a bit better I think than the way they did it but that was it that was sinister um, yeah all in all it's okay to maybe half time in the background or like if you're bored one night to watch but I wouldn't get invested in this and like I said I'm so glad that I, so, I didn't see this before the black phone I wouldn't have watched it uh, especially when I had Ethan Hawke as well because he does not play he plays it well but he doesn't play a good character in this and when you're not invested in the main character or the side characters uh, it's kind of difficult um, there's only two films in this series so uh, the second one picks up actually the deputy being the lead character in this. He's left the force and he's now a private investigator. Um, it's kind of a rinse and repeat, to be honest. The deputy's taking over Allison's character and he kind of goes through the same stuff. But what we have is the twist is another family, but it's a mother and two brothers, two sons. And she's run away from her ex, who's a bit of a nut job. I know one of these people is well connected, owns a town. Um, bit of a cardboard cutout villain, you know what I mean? He may as well have had a twirling moustache, the way they kind of painted him out. Um, so, once again, the deputy's character, I wasn't fussed at the deputy's character in the first movie either, because um, the way he lets Allison treat him, and then he's the hero in this, but he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the hero personality. But he's carrying on the investigation because remember he's the one who made the revelations in the first one. Once again, I'm trying to avoid spoilers here, but you can't when you're reviewing a movie. You know, that's just the way of it. Um. Yeah, there's a whole back and forward. There are new house. That's new ritual. Turns out this is happening all over the place, and it originated in Norway. Apparently, this uh, Bagul uh, character. Um, I never even bothered looking up because I didn't care. I just didn't feel the. Uh, I didn't feel the character, you know what I mean, uh, if I'm honest. So, 
didn't feel like looking it up. Can if you want. I don't know if it's fictional or based on some sort of reality. Like when we watched uh, Men, it was kind of based on The Green Man. You know, there's a bit of substance there, although not exactly, which is far enough for me to take liberties. Um, and basically, it's a rinse and repeat. Just goes through. We see, we see more interaction with the ghosts that were in the first one. So they're talking in that where the first one we didn't see much this would do and the actual mystery of the first one stripped away even more you know I mean the only thing we don't see is more of Bagul you know as in explaining that back story uh, it's more told through the, the ghost kids that are in this um, same again it's slightly different ending from the first one but the way it ends is they're setting up for a third movie and to be honest this franchise will just be rinse and repeat if they bring out a third one I very much doubt anyone's going to watch it if you watch the first two if you kind of you know where it's going and there's no way they can kind of twist or turn or add more to the lore these first two movies they may as well be one movie in fact if they had it done that <laughs> like condense these two movies into one they might have told a better story uh, the first one really let, let it down, we just spent too much time with the author losing his mind so to speak and that's basically it um, I don't know really what else to say about the thing, uh, I wasn't happy with the effects, you know, I mean the sort of CGI ghost effects and the jump scares weren't that well done um, you can tell Derrickson's really improved his craft anyway because like I said, when I watched the black phone absolutely loved it and in fact, for one of the rare occasions, Cameron and I actually agreed in the movie, which was hilarious. Us two actually going, yeah, really like this. You know, normally uh, one of us likes one and the other doesn't, and that's where the kind of back and forth comes in. But it was actually a genuinely uh, good movie. So you can see Derrickson's kind of learned a lesson from these two and moved on. Um, I'll have to look up some more of his work. and uh, I may have seen some stuff, I may not. It's only recently I've, like, like I said, but the purpose of doing reviews, they've gone to the directors and stuff and like looking at their back catalogue. I tend not to look at actors because they're annoying. Um, best way to ruin a movie is to learn about the actor because usually they turn out to be a tit, especially on social media now. You know, best thing is just not to, not to have anything to do with them. Pretend they're just the character and learn nothing about them in real life because you never want to watch movies again. But that's essentially it that's the review short and sweet I didn't want to go too deep or give away spoilers or go blow by blow I want this to be slightly different from the other segments because um, I want to do more often I want to do like very like there's tons of movies over the years that we're not going to cover in a normal segment so um, maybe midweek during the weekend I'll pop these up randomly I might do them all live might do pre-recorded see how the mood takes me um what would you guys like? You know, give us a bit of an idea of what you was what you would enjoy. Uh, what sort of form, format you prefer? I know internationally, like uh, this is just going after ten thirty at night here, so uh, it's quite late over here in the UK. I know I've got a audience from all over the world, but what kind of time suits? You know, I kind of like this time of night here because it's not too late. Uh, it's quiet. You know, during the day it's very noisy and stuff, and I. The moment we're going through a heat wave, oh, an emergency apparently because you can't even have a sunny day now without the media freaking making everything into some sort of disaster. Ah, uh, man, 
what time's eleven, bro? Almost living in a horror movie, and these are like sweet release because these are just demons and ghouls and murders, and instead of just always talking about it, at least you get to see it happen and finally get over and done with. It's like yeah, okay, good. But I digress. Um, yeah, please, if you enjoy us, give us a wee like, um, subscribe to the channel, keep up to date with all our releases. Please leave a comment. Uh, what do you thought about the these movies? Uh, do you agree with me? Do you disagree? Uh, am I being too harsh on it? Should I maybe chill out a bit, you know? Or do you think that I'm pretty on the ball of how I feel about the movie? Um, do you want me to give spoilers with these reviews? Uh, just put spoiler review and go right into the whole plot? Or do you want me to kind of step back and not do it? Or do like a half and half? I don't know. Like I said, it's a new segment. I want to kind of play about with it, see where we'll go and get a format. Uh, the whole idea is obviously to just go through like I've lost kind of the number of movies I've seen over the years I've forgotten more than what I've uh, concurred to think so I want to cover those I want to revisit some uh, not necessarily like cl classics of 30 years plus because that's what we're doing the talk spot but maybe ones over the last couple of years um, it's impossible for one person to watch every movie out there so there'll always be movies I'll have watched you may not have seen and vice versa if you have an idea you want a uh, movie you want me to talk about, drop it in the comments as well. Um, certainly we'll have a nosy at it and uh, let you know what I think. Um, I may not be the only person doing these reviews as well. Make a camera and do a couple. Uh, make it Adam to jump in. Uh, like I said, it's going to be fast and loose. It's just basically a sort of catch-all segment, you know, and just keep it kind of loose and don't tie down to anything so we can cover more material. But anyway, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, until next time. Keep it creepy, keep it horrific.